Hello and welcome to another Homespun Wisdom Talks with my neighbour, with myself, the Sarah Sharman, and the wonderful Daniel Confino. How lovely to be back together with you, Sarah. Socially distanced, of course. Socially distanced, indeed. Well, it has been a quite some time since we've been in the room together chatting away. But lo and behold, here we are to talk about... Photo albums. Photo albums. And creating memories. Misty watercoloured memories. Of the way we were. <laughs> you can see why I don't get invited to sing very much. I was going to say our single will be released on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I mean, you know, troubadours were actually paid not to sing. You know, they, they would sing below your window so badly that you would chuck money out to cause them to move on. Oh, that's... Which is, all, it's all got reversed these days with buskers thinking that you're going to pay them for their efforts, you know. Yeah. Ah, Maybe they should try that. that being really grating and annoying just below your window and then you can... Uh, we're getting a bit off the subject though, aren't we? Uh, yeah, it's okay. Right, so you said we're here to talk about photo albums, photos, memories. Yes. Well. And the reason for that is that, um, well, not everyone will know, but we have four children. We, not we, Daniel and I. <laughs> no, unfortunately. Unfortunately, we met too late for that. Um, but we have um, Jane and me. We, we produced four children, all within five years, actually. It was quite quite manic at times. Oh. And, um, and I am a, a pretty good amateur photographer, I think I can say. Okay. And I took a lot of pictures when they were growing up. Mm. Uh, I would think nothing of running a whole 36 exposure role of just them sitting on a stool and performing for me. And then I got, I used to go to this company called Bonus Print, which I um, was one of these mail order um, photo processors. So oh, we're yes. talking about the old days with film and everything. Yes. And um, they, did this deal where if you got one set of prints, it was, you know, whatever. But if you got a second, it was like, they're virtually giving them away, and then a third, almost for nothing. And of course, I didn't think about it at the time, but I just thought, yeah, let's have three sets of prints, why not? But of course, years later, when we f didn't really ever find the time to put them into our photo albums and organize our kids' lives properly, um, years later, having three of the same photo became like a curse, because you never were sure uh, if you'd already seen that picture or if you'd used it for one of the siblings or for that one. Right. And so I created this monster for myself of disentangling mm. thousands and thousands of photographs. Um, and for any of you that are parents, you, you may sympathise with me here. It's also not that easy to tell one child apart from another in the early years. So. Yes. Even to this day, with the photo albums that we've created, I'm not sure that we've we've got that absolutely right. And somebody's birthday may be attributed to the wrong person. But well, I hope that you can tell the difference between your sons and your daughter. Actually, there was a time, and I could show you the pictures, Sarah. And they they wore Joshua and Hannah wore their hair very similarly, quite long, and um, and they look more alike of any of the siblings. So no, I, I think even there there was some confusion. Oh no. 
So yes, uh, maybe just starting with a piece of advice because you know this is part of our, our ethos is making sure our adoring public learn from our mistakes. You know, if, if you are starting a family and it's not too late, even if you have some young children, just take the time to properly label any prints that you have made, although it's probably all in the cloud these days and you don't mm. have that. But there's something about a photo album which is a piece of work. It's you know it's, it's more than looking at pictures. Uh, on the cloud and also because of the wonderful power of curation that I realise you get when you put the album together and by that I mean selecting which pictures to use, which pictures not to use, equally important and how you juxtaposition the pictures, how you organise them, so not always in date order so we found ourselves organising some pictures because they were on two or four wheels for instance or they were at the beach or they were eating or drinking or the four of them were together or, or whatever. So there were lots of ways we we cut and shaped the, um, diced the, the, the photographs. Um, and we, Jane and I, have spent a month with uh, three massive albums for each child, so 12 albums, Gosh. thousands and thousands of pictures. In fact, um, here's a little a little anecdote. I use, um, used, and uh, still use, a Nikon F3, which is a particular camera that I love and I must have exposed that shutter tens of thousands of times obviously very close because you, you know the way you use a camera mm. and the other day literally just a couple of weeks ago we were in the park in Greenwich and I there's this chap to my side and I couldn't see exactly what he's doing he's taking a picture he released the shutter on his camera and I said to him is that by any chance a Nikon F3 and he came up to me and said that's amazing as he showed me the camera and that noise of exposing a picture, that shutter, the release, the blind crossing over, the mirror flipping up and coming down. It was an absolute signature sound that was embedded in my in my mind wow. from all those pictures. So yes, we've spent all this time turning lots of wallets of photographs into something resembling an ordered so childhood. Four weeks of the second lockdown. Yeah. You know there's that game that you play as a child where you turn over cards and one's got an elephant, one's got a camel. One's oh got, yes, and you, and you turn them back over and then when you get one you have to remember where the elephant was so you can oh, pair yes. it up. You yes. get one chance to turn it back over. Yeah. Just imagine that game times a million. Mm. That you've seen a photograph somewhere that you want to pair up with another photograph because it comes from the same thing. You don't know where it is. There's three lots of every photograph. Did you already use it? Was it in Hannah's album or Samuel's or Joshua's or Zachary's? I used to come down to the, the kitchen table, which is where we were doing this work, and, and I think I developed a condition that doesn't have a name, looking at stacks of photographs and just feeling this overwhelming sense of, of um, inability to, to manage the, the enormity of the problem mm. that I had created. But I have to say, we've done it. We've done it. It's all complete. It's pretty much pretty much completely. Jane and I developed a system. You know, this is the great thing, isn't it? This is the human condition creating order out of chaos, and the striving mm. for order. And we realised that we can never do it chronologically because that was just too big. And so we divided it up into these categories, like I said. Yeah. Blowing bubbles was a category, of uh, which there was a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, all ages of blowing bubbles, all ages of being on bikes, you know, all ages of drinking. Mm. And remarkably, there's some pictures of Samuel drinking... 1664 beer and well, well under the age um, but 
clearly he was under adult supervision, so he must have been about 16. (laughs) (coughs) Or 12, if you're in my household as a child. So I actually once caught out um, with Samuel underage drinking. We were... um, we went to see a stand-up comedian called Dominic Holland. Mm. Very funny guy. He was actually talking about um, the difference between sell before, eat before, and best before yes. dates on packaging. Okay. And how if you're a student, you ignore all that and just sort of scrape off the mould or sniff it, you know, to see if it's still edible. But, mm-hmm. you know, he was very funny. And, and I often get picked on in um, stand-up comedy uh, shows, possibly because I sit in the front and I've got... A very caricaturable face with a moustache and I was with Samuel and he engaged with me and Samuel was drinking beer from a bottle and um, he asked me about me and then he asked me who that was with and Samuel who I was with and Samuel answered and he said how old are you and I thought oh dear <laughs> here we are in public and Samuel is underage drinking <laughs> oh with his father so yeah but there's no but this is the joy of um of, of putting the photo albums together is you are the curator mm. so they were friends that i never really liked you know when they were growing up oh their friends not their, your friends. yeah their, <laughs> their, their friends you know i mean if, and, and here was my chance to just remove them from the record you know mm. no i never liked him and yeah he was always a bad influence but just not have him uh. or her and um and also to be the good dad you know because um, that I never was, obviously, you know, in the day, the, the good dad, because I, I, I just chose the one picture I could find of me at the birthday party. Or, uh, you know, so it's or, funny, I often take, I'm often the photographer, and my brother did comment saying, Sarah, you always take great photos, and you make me look like such a good dad, because <laughs> I, I always go for the candid shots where people don't really know I'm taking them or it's just off the cuff so he was like yes you take the best ones I look like a super dad so it isn't I mean I'm only adopting the, this sort of approach of everybody on social media these days who curates their image right and mm. they, they if they had a real shit meal at KFC oh did I say KFC did you say shit oh no <laughs> those two words fit so well to, oh, we can't say that um, yeah, you know, you don't put, you don't post that. You 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 just post the um, the good the stuff. The good stuff. No, I mean those who want to seem pristine. I tend to post the good and the bad, or the just weird stuff. And it's all an experience. It's all a memory, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what... Something you've gone through. Share it. So let's talk about memory because. Did you know that memory has three stages, Sarah? No. The, the first stage is an, ele- an electrical message, you know, just a bit of neuron activity. Yeah. If you're going to sort of remember it for a little longer, it turns into sodium in, in the brain. It's a sodium salt of okay. some sort. And if it's very long term, like language or, or something like that, it becomes protein. It actually becomes part of you. Ah. So your memories, the things that are long-term memories, are actually organically the same as you. Mm. So, you know, the, the, these memories are more than just a superficial thing that, that you can, you know, dig into or not. They are you. And, um, and of course, photographs have this incredible power to trigger a memory. I mean, a whole occasion can be triggered by a photograph. Yeah. Yeah. They say it can be triggered by a smell and all sorts of things that can trigger. Yeah, I think I need to 
have more protein because my friends will tell me about something that I've clearly been at. They've probably shown me a photo. Yeah. I don't remember it. But it could have been doctored, you know, photoshopped. Could I think be. Is the... But uh, yeah, so even if I look at a photo, it will take me a few days to go, okay, yes, I remember. I now remember that moment. It's dangerous photoshopping, you know. Um, I mean, the Russians, I mean, quite a lot of important photographs have been doctored. You know, there's the, the landing of the American forces during the Second World War, war at Iwo Jima. And there's, a, there's quite a famous photograph of all of them leaning into a flag as they're sticking in the ground. Oh, okay. You know, that's yeah. been doctored. Uh, but the Russians were terrible at this because, you know, if you fell out of favour during Stalin's time, right. they would remove you as a non-person in every way. They would scrub the record, which included the photographs. Uh -huh. And they became really skilled at retouching photographs to remove the person that, that had become a non-person. Yes. And of course the problem they had was they had to substitute that person with somebody else that should have been there. Okay. And they occasionally made terrible mistakes by putting into the void they'd created somebody who turned out to be already in the row behind. You see? Oh, how funny. So, I mean, maybe they were just dabbling in quantum mechanics where it is possible to be in two places at the same time, but I don't think so. Mm. I think they just screwed up. Yeah, I had um, this experience of doctoring some photographs with the kids with inappropriate partners, you know, that they they didn't want to be reminded of. Uh, uh, I, I go to a place in in town, and there's a brilliant Photoshop guy. He actually works for really famous people, and um, and he's become like an exchange medium. Uh, so they see my photographs, I see their photographs, and sometimes they ask for copies and so forth because. This chap used to use my photographs for his screensaver and would provoke conversations. Mm -hmm. But I have had um, pictures, you know, doctored substantially to remove. And then I've given my kids the undoctored or the original and the doctored Photoshop version. And I said, you know, maybe in time you'll feel okay about using the original when, you know, the pain has subsided in, in some way. So, um, yeah, but you definitely, in, as the curator of the photo album, you, you have this power yeah. to assemble those photographs in whatever order you want to, to make a different... Well, you're, you're creating your child's life story, really. You are. Well, as you know, a lot of people, they're constantly on their phones taking photos, flicking through, sharing them on various social media platforms. Yeah. And as you're saying about removing people from photos I've gone through someone's profile and I thought oh I'm sure there was a picture of like so and so them together and you I'm a bit like CSI I'm like this is odd like this whole narrative has changed and I didn't realize how some people could be so hurt that they do remove everything of someone that they don't want to be associated with anymore Whereas I myself may just keep those photos yeah. because it's still a part of your life. You may have been on holiday somewhere and you had a great time. Unfortunately, okay, maybe that person you're with is no longer your friend or whatever. But that's still part of what shapes you as a person. Absolutely. And I think you're actually touching upon a... I think we're going to have to let everyone know that Jessie Dog has just arrived in case she makes... 
lots of noises but she's jumping all over Sarah at the moment a so. wet dog um, I think she's in here because she's mucky you know yes. this is the, the best room for her um, yes so I'm slightly distracted by that but so I was saying I personally wouldn't destroy photos no. cut people out or delete them from a social account yeah. because that's also that's also a time of my life where I've been experiencing a day out yep. or a country or whatever mm, I think that, that I was about to say actually that's right before Jesse Dog um, disrupted my flow that this is a bit like the discussion they've been having about removing statues you mm. know, and sort of erasing the past well, I mean, I, I, I'm more of the mind that you should just leave the statue there and just write, this guy was a complete racist bastard or something to that effect, you know, on the plinth. I mean, and that would be more humiliating uh, or more appropriate. And also it preserves the fact that they existed. I mean, I, I think it's a bit like you keeping photographs and, and then putting a plinth note yeah. or, a you know, just a, a, a note of some sort, just reminding yourself of how awful they were. But then, um, or what you thought of them, rather than rather than just trying to remove all record of them. I mean, we don't really need statues of people because everyone really deserves a statue. Everyone should be honoured, shouldn't they? Yeah, I'm not against putting down a few statues. I mean, if there yeah. was one of Adolf, you know, I, I would be the first to pull it down. Yeah, but why do we have to? Is it commemorate? Yeah, a person. I they've not helped me personally. No, they just become part of the. Yeah. The urban, you know, kind of landscape. I mean, but if they built a lovely building, yeah, nice. That's different. So, I, who really goes to look at a statue of someone? Most people pass them by without having any knowledge. But I, mean, I understand the what mm. happened in. But if it's a sculpture or something artistic, then yeah, that's that's more. I think that marks an occasion, a an event, better than. Oh, we're mm. going to honour this person and put their thing there. Ah. All these people that just Stick only ever keep their photos, you know, on a on a file in the cloud. You know, mm. maybe they've indexed them a bit so they can find a birthday party or a location. They're all location stamped. Oh no, you aren't can. They? Yeah. You, well, on my phone, I can demonstrate here. It's just a basic. Android. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not arguing. I know you can find a, a, a photo by word. If I oh. put in flower. Yeah, you can index flower, can you? Or... It will show me everything I have yeah. okay. of a flower. But, then, but I'm not arguing with you about that. Sarah. I'm not, I'm just showing you. Look yeah, no, at it's it. very impressive, very impressive. There were five flowers. But look, um, what I'm trying to say is that if you, uh, if you leave everything only in digital, mm. saved iCloud, you know, cloud. No one sees it. What, what, what is that exactly? Is that what it's all about? I mean, what about the permanence of, of, of photographs? Um, I mean, yeah, it's like they get stored away and forgotten about. But some devices will do a, a throwback, so it will pop up and go yeah, on this day. I've seen that actually. It's quite and that's nice. nice. I, I, like I, that. I, yeah, I love I, it. No, no, I'm not against uh, some of this tech stuff. Yeah, but I, I, there's something about an album. One of the most heartbreaking things is you can go around uh, antique shops. And they sometimes have photo albums of a family that just lost interest or was cleared out, you know, the house was cleared out by somebody and it ended up because of a nice leather binder and because it's a sort of a historic record, it ends up in a in an antique shop and you can buy this thing. By and, someone's album. And I just thought, well, 
that's weird that is it? weird that is really yeah that doesn't work for me and unless that, you happen to be like oh my goodness i i know this person but do you think that these pictures are just stored you know they're there they're retrievable but they're not a thing are they they're not, they're not a tangible thing that you can sort of leaf through and and um no no there's something missing isn't there i think it, it comes back to the same thing about digital versus film Yes. Vinyl versus streaming. Yeah. Um, well, actually, my mum did request last time she was down that I help her print off the photos on her phone. And there are apps that you can... Yeah. Like you used to do with your roll of film, send off. Yeah. And then they'll uh, send it to you in the post. Yep. In fact, I mean, I bought um, a present for um, our daughter-in-law, who is an incredible cook and increasingly um, designer of bespoke cocktails. Ooh. And um, I was concerned that she was making all these cocktails and they were just being lost, both the image and the recipes, because she was doing it very much on a sort of free-form basis. So I bought her for her birthday the other day, a, um, a little Canon printer that prints an image a bit like a Polaroid. Oh, nice. Um, and which you can scribble. You giving a brilliant gift, a present. Yes, we were talking about that only the other day, weren't we? Yeah. Finding the right present for somebody. And Jane twinned that with a card index system. And then that's going back some, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Card index. Um, so that she can now take a picture of her creations I even bought her a little book light so she can backlight them and make it look incredible, you know. Wow. I got it all worked out for her. And um, and so now she can stick those on a card, scribble the, you know, the, the recipe, which is whatever it is, proportions of different alcohols and things. And she's a, she's a real one for special bitters, by the way. Oh. She's got bitters. It looks like a chemistry lab with little pipettes and droppers and things. That, um, wow. Yeah, she's, she's really taken it to another level. I mean, when you go around there now, it's hard to leave without having had three different cocktails. Oh, this might be great because that photo system, the index card, she's yeah. pretty much got a recipe book for drinks made. Yeah, that's what it amounts to. So then she can get it copied, Yes. bound together. Funny enough, talking about creating stuff that survives and, 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 and creates memories I actually had a sort of vision of somebody in the future mm. hopefully family finding her card index system it's in a lovely wooden box by the way so you know it wouldn't get chucked away as some piece of rubbish and, and finding these photographs and the, these her notes and thinking wow you know this is really a piece of work this is somebody's love you know being captured and I suspect she'll interleave it with some of her amazing food items. But we, we send pictures of food to each other anyway. But again, you know, I think that the permanence, leaving something which might be a record. And I think this is a, well, I'm going to make a big point now, aren't I? But, um, you know, when the researchers, when the historians try and find out what was going on, they go through letters and, mm -hmm. and documents and newspapers and things. And I'm just wondering in the future what they will be that people will be able to look at to, to know what we were all doing. And I don't mean in 10 years' time, I mean in a 1,000 years' time. Um, they won't know. Do you know that 
Do you know what they write Acts of Parliament on so that they are secure for all time? A stone tablet. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to go for parchment, but I thought we need to go beyond that. Yeah, that now created a bit of a problem. But you're right. I mean, the Ten Commandments. I think we've talked about them previously. You know. Yeah. Um, Yes, we did. We have, but no, they. they, It's something called vellum. Vellum is shaved sheepskin. Ah. I think you shave it so it's on the inside, and they write on it because you know at the end of the day that's been working for a long time. Wow. They know it works, so they still write Acts of Parliament on this stuff. Well, it's not vegan friendly. Hopefully, the person who has that job. I, you know, I do mergers and acquisitions for, for a living, and on one occasion, I um, had to sell or find a buyer for a company that stored the original prints of films. So, if you think of something like Gone with the Wind, yes, of course, today wherever it's used it's on a digital platform Mm. but somewhere and I know where it is it's in a salt mine in Kansas deep underground is the original tins of the 35 millimeter film on which Gone with the Wind was shot wow and it's stored in this salt mine because it's a natural haven for film it's at the right humidity and the right temperature and nobody wants to be the one nobody wants to be the film executive that says why are we paying these storage fees get rid of it we've got it all on digital because they know well they fear that that isn't a secure long-term secure thing and that one day somebody might have to go rifling through and say have we got the original of that somewhere yeah um and i think that's where we're getting into a bit of a, a thing here but that's what I'm thinking. But that's the, why we need to know the memories. So the, the memories, exactly. So what's the point of having all these photos stored on your phone or laptop, and no one's looking back at them? No one's seen them framed up on the wall or yeah. have a perfectly curated photo album to bring out when maybe the children's partners come round and you can easily and quickly embarrass them with naked photos of yeah. babies' bottoms. <laughs> what is the point so you have to say oh hang on let me just go through my phone and I can show you what we did last holiday well Jane and I had to have a massive argument about the editorial policy on showing pictures of of the two home births that we had you know the last two were home births and and they were recorded mum was in the bath you know and there are photos of a lot of things that and that's gone in an album as well it's no we we couldn't really agree on and it's gone into a separate album which is private you know okay. not, not into the into the, sort of the public one that you might sort of give someone to look at you know who <laughs> came around <laughs> to see I, I remember actually when these prints were coming off at boots or somewhere and, and you could see them because the machine was rolling and yeah the, the operator was looking at these things and it was actually quite awkward you know the, the whole the whole thing was quite awkward mm-hmm. um so yes, um, I think the, the this, this sort of having a permanent record of photographs, you know, apparently um, it's not so relevant today, but if, if a house was burning and people had like a couple of minutes to grab things, mm. um, they would always take the photographs. Yeah, you know, that would be that would be the thing you would you would want to preserve. Exactly. Well, I spent last Christmas sorting out the photographs in my mum's house, and I bought some lovely 
metal trunks to put them in because I thought, well, metal doesn't burn or it shouldn't burn. So hopefully they'll protect the photos in a fire. Might suffer smoke damage, but whatever. Mm. But uh, yeah, so I've sorted through those. I didn't put them in an album when I was a teenager I did do a few collages for my parents and they still hang proudly around the house and they're great because my brother's kids will come and they'll ask questions they'll spend time just Mm. looking at them especially if there are families members no longer around they'll they can just have that moment just putting themselves in that time and place imagining it and it's it's nice watching them look at the photos but then the rest of the photos, which I saw to that last Christmas, I went through them. Oh my goodness, it was such a chore. As you've said, you spent four weeks doing it. I probably spent about four days. Spread them all over the living room floor, trying to piece them in some kind of chronological order, or if they're school trips, getting all my yeah. brothers and I sections of ski trip. Duke of Edinburgh Awards, all sorts, just trying to sort out. So you're doing it, you can either do it ones. chronologically or what I call thematically. You know, you can take an, a theme or an idea. Or yes. Yeah. No, yeah. mine was trying to be event, in, in event driven. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then my mum will come in and pick up and start looking through. I'm like, don't touch them because you're not going. To. She, she, she'll just ruin everything. She mess up my system. You. You've raised a really great point, though, which I hadn't thought about, but with the photos that end up in the silver frame, mm. you know, those are the, the real choice ones, right? The ones you want oh, to yeah. show the world. Yes. Which books I read, the photos that I've chosen, often of important family events or weddings mm. or gatherings and, you know, and so forth in a, in a nice silver frame. Yeah. Think about, I used to do this... Um, for the whole family, I would organise a picnic every year and, and arrange for a photo of everybody. And although mm. they were all extremely awkward about it at the time, you know, not lining up and whatever. Now, of course, they're very happy because yeah, so... they've got a year-on-year record of getting older, fatter, uh-huh. and uglier. Mm. Which, um, you know, but it's true. Um, I was just reminded of something, you know, about the films in this underground salt mine because right. they're all produced in California. But they don't want to leave them in California. Do you know why? Because they know one day California is dropping into the sea. Oh yes. So Kansas salt mine—that's the place for them. That's the place. In most. Yeah. And, um, and the other thing is, I remember Tom Stoppard. I always remember that play called Professional Foul. I, I love Stoppard. I mean, he's just a genius. In fact, I should have been seeing Leopoldstadt, his latest oh. play, but it was on my birthday, which was just when they closed down. The theatres, but he wrote this play called Professional Foul about it was about the Western, about the Eastern Bloc. But anyway, there was a photograph in it, and and he made this point that the older the photograph, the younger the person. You see, and that's it. You're you're immortalising yourself. You're stopping time. Oh. You're stopping time, and you're preserving something which may no longer be true. The loving couple preserved behind the glass in the mm. silver frame may not be together may not no. even be alive. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do with photographs yeah. that, um, that you need to think harder about, which you can't do with an iCloud account. No. So and I'm, I think there's one message for our adoring public here, Sarah, which is take the important photographs and print them. And print them. And put them somewhere behind glass in a, 
silver frame or in an album with some photo corners. I mean, funny enough, we were watching The Crown at the same time as we were doing all this massive work in France. And there's a point at which the Queen starts reminiscing, getting mm. nostalgic and goes and gets a photo album to remind herself of how her family was once all young and trouble-free. Yeah. You know, before they all got difficult. And, of course, the photo corners in the Royal Album were, do you remember this, were gold. All oh. gold plated or leafed or something. Line. And I said to Jane, we've just done this massive job and we've, we've just accepted our plebeian position in life. You know, we just used those sort of simple transparent corners. And by the way, we needed a lot of them. Um, just to give you an idea, uh, we had 12 albums, each with 500 photographs in them. Okay, so that's 6,000 pictures. Each picture takes four corners. Right, that's how many corners Jane, and she developed this massive system, and she would hold the photograph and, and turn it in this incredible way and, and poke each corner into the strip of corners, which is on an adhesive reel, ah. and turn it and get four on and somehow without them dropping off and then lay it down on the album in one incredible, beautiful, fluid manoeuvre. And I would watch her spellbound by the way she did it. And if she hadn't learned to do it that way, we'd still be there months <laughs> later be. with you know, this incredible logistical effort. Oh, wow. But yes, the, the, one, the one message must be, please, in all those... And I think there were more photographs taken last year than the, in the entirety of humanity before that. I can believe that with mm. the simplicity of digital photographs. But the ones that are good, the ones that are meaningful, the ones that will evoke a memory for you and, and future generations, put go to the trouble of printing them yes. and, and putting them somewhere. Definitely. And there are a few apps out there that allow you a certain amount of prints a month for free. There and are. You just Pay for the I postage. saw that and I think that's a really good idea and in fact I'm going to join that yeah. myself so yeah I always feel a bit bad just as a little postscript because I think bonus print who I used mm. all this time was actually the name of a company that was the scene of some of the worst industrial relations fights in in, in our labor history and I was unaware of that you see so in a way I think I might have I might have been financing something that I don't fully approve of but anyway um, that's I guess that's all going back to pulling down statues and removing the evidence I think you just have to face up to what you've done in life indeed um, so print off these photos laugh cry reminisce of every moment that you have lived yeah and you will get to a, a Queen Elizabeth moment where you'll just want to pull down an album and remind yourself that your family was once sane and loving and kind and communicative before it all went so horribly wrong. And those photographs will be your one link back to those happy days. Oh, Sarah, you can't let us end on that note. I mean, I was trying to let, end it on a happy one and then you came in with a morbid ending. So anyhow, everyone, download the app, print off some free photos, enjoy what you have lived and then come back and join us for another homespun wisdom talks with my neighbor ciao for now lovely thank you so much